Welcome back. That's right. It's me again. Backing at it again. And Ben's going to make fun of me for saying welcome back. Welcome back. Today we are going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Really something I've started doing more and more over the last couple of years. And that is a retreat. (laughs) Giving up already? Good old fashioned retreat. Yeah, we we don't have to follow in that... uh, who was it? Marky Mark. Mark Driscoll and all of his, we have to charge. No, sometimes it's okay to retreat because the retreat isn't to say that we're running away from things. It's more to say we are running towards God. And when we run towards God, usually that means we are avoiding a lot of other things in the process. But to put it in a short way, a retreat is a time that we take away uh, usually either a weekend or sometimes like week long. You can name your your size really when it comes to a retreat. But it's a time to disconnect from everything else in the world and to spend time focused on God. That's the baseline. A lot of other stuff we're going to jump into on that. But anytime you're doing those, retreat. So, Will, last time that we talked, we you made a confession. Uh, you said that you had never watched The Chosen. And it's my turn, Will. Um, Mutual vulnerability here. I need to make a confession. I have never been on a retreat. That's all right. So, really, is there grace for that? There, there is grace for that. And actually, as we'll we'll talk about a little later, a retreat is a great thing to do, but it's not by any means necessary for us. Well, let's not jump too far ahead, Will. So, (laughs) I just. Gosh, that was so canned. I love it. Um, but Will, tell tell us a little bit about what does a retreat look like? Like, okay, for the, someone who's never been on a retreat, what happens at a retreat? Are we like singing Kumbaya and we're doing a big old prayer circle and everybody's crying? And... I mean, you could. Like I said, a retreat is, is time that we are spending to take away from all the stuff the world to go spend time focusing on God. Now there's a couple of different kinds of retreats that we could go on. You can always go on a good old fashioned message based retreat where you are going with the purpose of hearing speaker or speakers preach to you for a couple times that weekend, help you dig into God's word a little bit more. Usually they'll have a nice theme. Uh, so it might be something like we did one with my youth group and a couple other churches called the good life a couple or last year. And it was about realizing, like, all right, God's got a good life for us. Sometimes we just have to stop putting on other things. So we all talked about how do we deal with the pressure of the world and how do we live the good life that God has for us. Other times, actually, while we were on that very same retreat, we had a group that was there at the same retreat center that was doing a nature retreat, in a silent retreat. If you can imagine 80 teenagers running around with a group of, I think it was about a group of 20 that were spending the entire weekend not saying a word. Yeah. It was an interesting mix. I never heard anything from them, though, so must must not. No complaints from them, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they, they had taken that weekend to disconnect from the world, spend time in nature. There was a very nice little lodge that you could get into. They had a nice little nature center, lots of great hiking trails. They spent that time giving up talking so they could be in nature and just focus on what God was doing around them. Great time. You also have some kind of 
community retreats were often the the focus. Yes, there's probably going to be some worship going on. There's going to be some lessons probably, but time to get apart as a community, get away from all of the mess of things and just be, be together. Good time. And there are many other types of retreats you can take, but those are, those are some of the big ones that I think really encapsulate a lot of what we can do. So basically it's message, uh, a nature disconnect or something focused on community. So, so Ben, what, what do you think happens at these kinds of things since uh, you've never been so, on one? <laughs> well, I mean, just from, I, I do know about retreats, obviously. I, you know, I, I have a lot of experience, not with like actually going on retreats, but I'm aware of how they're planned. I'm aware of what goes into making a retreat, what kind of things that they do. Um, if you've been at a church that does these kind of things long enough, you hear all the stories and testimonies. But I think the big thing is, when you look at the different types of retreats and different things that happen, all of them are really designed with, with one ultimate thing in mind. And it's like you said, it's not just retreating from something, but it's retreating to something. Um, it's going back to God. So in a message-based retreat, for example, it's getting back into the word of God. It's hearing a message from the Lord uh, when we live in a, a culture and a world that isn't giving us the word of God. For a, a silence retreat, it's sitting in silence, not just to break away from the noise, but also because we know that the spirit speaks in a gentle whisper. And sometimes we need silence to hear God. Uh, even the community thing, it's not just about community <clears throat> with people, but remembering that we as the church are the body of Christ and we need to spend time amongst each other uh, to to fully experience God. Like we are made to be in community. We're made to live in the body. And so retreats allow us to spend time with other parts of the body that helped us get a fuller picture of what's happening with God in the kingdom. I think too, a, a big element that you hear a lot about is prayer and worship. These are pretty much like retreat essentials. If you're going to do a retreat, there's got to be times of prayer and there's got to be a lot of worship, man. People want to hear, they want to hear worship. They want to hear praising God. They want an opportunity to really just lift him up. I think those are our key aspects. And at the end yep. of the day, at the end of the day, the word we're looking for when we think retreat is refresh, <laughs> as Will said it. Uh, but no, yep. refreshing. Yes, the goal is to refresh the people who are on the retreat. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's let's build on this idea of um, refreshing of of the purpose, the the goal, the outcomes of the retreat. Well, what would you say is the ultimate goal, or what are some of the goals, plural, of a retreat? I mean, you really could give it one ultimate goal, and say the goal is to get closer to God. Amen. Now you, you can you can go at that and just say that is the goal. However, we get there, we get there, and and to an extent, that's fair. That is how we we put together a retreat. But we're trying to think. All right, how do we do that? Number one thing I usually do is uh, make sure we're disconnecting from everything else. Love a good retreat location that has either limited or no phone signal. We went to a, a location that I got none. It was great. 
there was a little bit of Wi-Fi, but it was super spotty. So like we could use it for a video if we needed it. But that was about it. It was not going to get us anything more than that, which oh, just loved it. Because that meant we couldn't connect with all the things of the world that we usually do. We have these lovely devices in our pockets that give us 50 million connections a minute. And most of them are not really meaningful in all honesty. Yeah. But it gives us a time to disconnect. So purpose for me is to connect with God in, in bold and underline it's disconnect from everything else. Yeah. I think that's such a, a big aspect of it is that, you know, going back to what I said, so there, there is actually a scripture in first Kings where it talks about uh, Elijah going out to hear the voice of God. And, you know, there's like the roaring fire and the rushing wind and earthquake or something along those lines. Uh, And the voice of God was not in any of those things. Uh, when we portray God in movies, a lot of times he's always this big, booming voice. I am the Lord. And it's loud and unmistakable. And there's a bright, shining light that comes down from the clouds. But what we see in the first Kings passage is uh, actually, it says that everything got quiet and there was a still, small voice. So the the reason that the disconnecting is such an important aspect of that is because we live in such a noisy culture. And like Will said, there's these little boxes in our phones, a wonderful rectangle as uh, what's his name from parks and rec calls it Ron Swanson. It's a wonder, a marvelous rectangle. Um, excellent rectangle. So we live with these excellent rectangles in our pocket that uh, just constantly are bombarding us with noise. And the problem is, and what we don't think about is that if we are surrounded with noise and God is speaking to us in a gentle whisper, how are we going to hear him? So the way to connect with God is we have to first disconnect with everything else. And I think that's the, that's just one of the biggest goals of the retreat is making that intentional time. But I'd say there's more to it than that. Um, We also talked about fellowship with others. So what does that look like on a retreat? How does that help us connect with God to fellowship with others? What kind of things do do we do on retreats? And again, how does that point us back towards God? So uh, I specialize in youth retreats, currently what I've done the majority of. And the big thing is for us to go and have fun, like legitimately it's okay to go go play dodgeball for a couple hours maybe the six hours of dodgeball we played on my last retreat was a little much but we we did it we had fun the kids were enjoying themselves uh other retreats we've had where it's got yeah my back hurts just thinking about that oh yeah it's pretty brutal not gonna lie uh we spend that time hanging out having fun having fellowship with each other we've had other retreats where it got really rainy out so we ended up pulling games from all of the the leaders we bring a couple of board games and we played board games for a couple of hours we make sure that there is space for fellowship of just hanging out having fun there's not always like i love having big group event in the morning and then free time in the afternoon so we can just hang out and do whatever it doesn't have to be all super serious super stressful we can just have fun and usually the morning it was like we're gonna go on a hike we're gonna do a scavenger hunt we're gonna do something still together but maybe maybe a little competitive so just a bit i i still do have a question then of 
how does that fellowship then ultimately contribute to the goal of bringing us back into connection with God? Well, we're not going, as we've said this before, our, our relationship with God is both individual and corporate. We have a community of God's people that we are walking together with. And so taking that time with the rest of God's people, we will feel closer with each other as we can laugh and play and do these things together. Our friendships and bonds will grow tighter. And maybe later on when we start getting serious, we might have serious connections that happen later. Yeah, And that's a good and beautiful thing to see develop. Yeah, I you think know, often we oh, sorry. Oh, go for it. No, I was just going to say, I think one of the one of the things I see happen so often is you, you see these guys who go and, you know, they're big, tough, manly men, you know, kind of thing. I don't cry ever kind of people. And then they'll come back from retreats and they're sharing their stories and they're just like sobbing as they're talking about how like all of a sudden in this time with other people, they for whatever reason, we're able to open up about things and share their story and overcome trials and struggles and all these different things. And I, I think that in that fellowship time with others, we, like you said, we're not walking alone. And I think sometimes we think we are, or we live like we are. And that's one of those amazing things that happens on retreats is it's a reminder that like when you're surrounded by people who are all worshiping God together for that long, you can't feel alone in that you know i i, I gotta want to say you can't feel alone i'm sure someone out there is gonna be like it gets i did a little harder too though but yeah it's a lot harder to feel alone when you're surrounded by that community and just that fellowship breaks down walls it breaks down walls not just between us and other people but also between us and god yep yep and one of my favorite things is hearing after the fact how god is moving through small little connections that you never even imagined. One of my favorite texts I ever got from a parent was actually a, hey, don't spoil this for my kid, but they just texted me saying they're having a great time and they feel God connected and everything. And I'm sitting there like, I didn't think your kid was having that good of a time, but I'm super glad to hear that they're they're feeling the connection. They're feeling the love. That's great. Yeah. That's, um, that's huge as a youth pastor, just saying, uh, to anybody who doesn't work with kids, hearing a kid say that like they're feeling the spirit and something that you're doing with them. That is like the, the peak of your career. <laughs> yeah. At that point, like you don't even need to give the message. Like you're just like, mm, God's won this one. We're good to go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great thing to hear, but it's. It's all about that community right there. Yeah. Community's building. God's going to move through our community. Now, something that you you mentioned as like one of the goals to is to spend dedicated time with God. And I'm not actually going to, I'm going to lump that in with this next part of like creating these special moments with God. And if you feel the need to separate those back out, you can, but um, I, I think that those two things go hand in hand where like sometimes we, we, in our day-to-day -day life are wondering why we're not having those special moments. Uh, what we have called before in another episode, the mountaintop experiences, that's not our word, but that's what it is. You know, it's a, it's a mountaintop experience. Uh, and I think we get those in retreats because we are spending dedicated time with God. Um, while I may not have been on a retreat, this is definitely something that I can uh, talk about in the things that I have experienced with conferences and even just like concerts and stuff like that, where this 
time that is dedicated to God, that is specifically for God, it creates these amazing and, and powerful moments. Um, so, so we'll speak a little bit to how something like that is created through retreat. I think a lot of it goes back to, uh, in short, I like to say being in ministry is being Batman. All, it's all right. about the prep time. It's all about the prep time. Are Elaborate you on things? this, please. Okay, okay. This, I, I, this could be a whole episode, uh, but let me, let me give you Batman. the shortened version of it. Yes. The short version is Batman is a DC Comics superhero that... If you go online, they, people will say Batman can beat anyone with prep time. Superman, if he's got prep time, it, Superman's done. You could throw out any DC character, any Marvel character. You could throw literally anybody and they're like, if Batman has prep time, he can win. Why so, do I feel like this is going to be the episode that gets emails or responses or someone's going to, they're going to call it and they're like, going to complain. This person. Yeah. it's oh, Sorry. But, continue. So, so I always think of it like youth ministry, ministry in general, you got to be Batman. You got to be doing your prep time. You got to be using your time well to get ready for these kinds of events. That means you're spending a lot of time praying over these things, spending a lot of time. Like for me, it's, it's preparing. What is the messages going to be? What are the activities going to be? What are we going to be doing that will either accomplish one of two goals? And that is either. This event that we are doing needs to point people directly to God. And how do we do that the best? Or this event that we're going to be doing on the treat is going to build community of the people of God. And I kind of separate the two out. Like we're going to do events or time, what, however you want to put it. We will be doing both throughout the duration of our uh, meeting, our, our retreat. But it's how do we spend that special time praying over what what do the students need what do the people that are attending need on this retreat okay. what's going on in everybody's lives how can we best serve and speak to that sometimes things are just easier to talk about when we are disconnected from everything love me a good building that don't get no service because nobody's playing on their phone during it so i and i think you you're kind of starting to touch on the answer to this anyways but cuz a lot of people object to stuff like retreats because they're like, well, I just don't have the time. I don't have the money and things like that. Um, and also though, a lot of people would say, well, all of this stuff you're describing, the prayer, the worship, the time with God, like, why is this any different than just going to church on Sunday? Like I do all of this stuff anyway. So what difference does having this dedicated time above and beyond just sitting in church on Sunday, what difference does it make to have that beyond time? There, there is a few answers to that. Number one, most people complain, if we're being honest, about service at church being longer than an hour. We Ooh, got things to do, places man. to be, and in our daily life, I, mean, I, I can, I can at least comprehend that. Yes, we, we have stuff on our calendars that we need to attend to. Sometimes it's, it's legit things that we need to get to. Sometimes it's I want to do this. Reality is when we take time and just say, all right, we're going to give this whole weekend to God, see what he's going to do. 
God can do a lot more with a whole weekend than he can with an hour. And sometimes it's an hour, five minutes, but you're checked out for the last five minutes because your your mind's already at Chili's. Mm, Chili's. So, love me some Chili's. I've been in Chili's in forever. Chili's. But like, so, so that's one aspect, right? We We have, if you give God more time, God can do a lot more and a lot more time. Two, it goes back to that disconnect. We are such an interconnected world with our our little phones again. We don't know what it's like to disconnect. If we do not actually intentionally do it. And even then, you're going to start to feel withdrawals from your phone. Real thing out there. Like we, we are probably all addicted to our phones way more than we realize. Is what it is. But you don't you won't realize the benefits of disconnecting from it until you actually do. No, I love that. I love that. So this is all like, this all sounds really great. Um, this sound very important and it is. And I, again, I, I'm speaking like, it's almost a little hard for me to do this one just because I feel like I've got to be more on the question asking side because I don't have a whole lot of experiences to pull from. Um, well, actually, don't, the, don't worry, Ben. We'll we'll put together the uh, Everyday Faith podcast retreat one of these days. Yeah, we got to have a staff retreat. The three of us, me, you, Travis, like we got to have a staff retreat at some point. All right, um, sounds good. But but it, I I do have uh, important questions because I know speaking as someone who grew up not doing these kind of things, um, that I had a lot of questions about them, and so I imagine that if I grew up with these kind of questions, other people were thinking them. So these. All of this stuff, the dedicated time with God, the worship, the prayer, the community, uh, the special moments, mountaintop experiences. What what I want to ask then is, is it necessary? Because you said in the beginning, like, this is one of those areas where we've talked about essential doctrine, non-essential. And you said, this is a non-essential doctrine. So if it's not necessary, um, why are we doing it? I guess if it's not, if it's not essential, if God doesn't tell us thou shalt take a retreat, uh, why do we do it? I mean, why do a lot of people take all their extra vitamins? Mm-hmm. They don't need all of those vitamins, but they're good for you. I'd just like to say, speaking as someone who has a severe vitamin deficiency, I need my vitamins. So You need those. I know many friends who are like, oh yeah, they, these are good for me. They're helpful. I don't, I can now have a little more freedom with what I'm eating. I don't have to be like, I I need to hit this and this and this. It's good for you. Not necessary, but good. I think too, actually, I really like the vitamin metaphor because I think also there's a word there. It's preventative. Yes. So uh, that's a big thing with retreats is that it's not just about, oh, I'm going because I really want to have this mountaintop moment with God, but also because it's, it's almost like a form of preventative maintenance where you may be able to get by without it. But if you make it a regular part of your spiritual life, a regular part of your routine, it can also help to prevent certain things. It can prevent getting overwhelmed. It can prevent getting distant, falling out of fellowship and things like that. So yeah, I'd I'd like that. Preventative. And, And to make sure nobody heard me wrong, I support you taking your vitamins. I also support you taking retreats. Yes. Um, But yes, they, it is not something that's necessary, 
but you will probably get more out of it than you realize. Yeah. So now the other question, of course, is for let's say you're in that situation where you can't. So for me, as a, as a kid growing up, like it really wasn't a financial option to be able to go on retreats because be honest, like sometimes retreats are expensive, man. Yeah. And it's not like a mission trip where you can send out letters and say, hey, fund me going on a retreat. Most people are not going to get behind that. So for those people who maybe they don't have the time or the money to go on retreats, um, are there substitutes? Is there ways that we can get this without having to go on a retreat? I mean, so there's, like we said, there's different kinds of retreats. You really can't get a nature retreat without going out into nature. Mm. Now, you could probably get away with something cheaper. You can do a little camping and not yes. pay all the fees for a retreat. Yes, um, camping. Like, I, I knew you would like that. Thank you. I, and I definitely recognize that sometimes a retreat, they, they can get pricey. We, we do some of our own retreats and we do some retreats with organizations. When we go with organizations, our price is like, woo, because we got to pay for a ticket and then all of the stuff on top of it that we need. Yup. And gas and. Oh, yeah. Expensive. Yeah. But it's one of those things where. We can still find time to do like a little mini retreats. We can take time that we dedicate and say. All right, this weekend, I will not connect to my phone, to the internet. I just want to connect with God. And sometimes that means you can stay home and just not turn on anything. But that's going to be probably pretty hard. You could spend a day at a park. Spend a day with some friends, some family. I mean, to, to some level, I know church lock-ins can kind of serve as that disconnect and reconnect, depending on how lock-ins done. <laughs> sometimes they're just crazy and fun and wild. Nothing wrong with that sometimes. Oh, no, we, we need a little bit of fun and crazy every now and then. But you can definitely find a space to retreat from the things of this world. It just gets a little harder when you're doing it by yourself. And so maybe it's it's getting some friends together and say, Let, let's go camping for the weekend and just disconnect from everything. Um, I wanted to add two things to that. One, I'm actually going to uh, steal from you a little bit, which was that um, you're talking about, oh, well, I'm going to take a day this weekend. And it's important that we don't mix up a retreat or a mini retreat with our Sabbath. Yes uh, and which, amen. Which uh, as we Do not know, get them confused. Sabbath is a requirement it's not a requirement mm -hmm. to get into heaven in the sense of like oh if you didn't take a sabbath that's it you know but it is a requirement in the sense of god mandated sabbath he did not mandate retreat so this is something separate it is supposed to be above and beyond the normal stuff we do uh, and the second thing is that ultimately what we come down to is the reality is yes you can get many of the things that you get on retreat um, you can get them on your own other than the fellowship. You can't really do fellowship on your own, but, or you can do a smaller version of them and, and get kind of the same results. But the idea is that when it's done together, when it's done with intentionality, you are really maximizing the benefits. 
so sometimes as Christians, we can get a little stale in our faith. We just kind of do things at the bare minimum level. Like we're praying, but we only pray a little bit. We go to church, but only on Sunday. We, you know, we read our Bible, but only for like five minutes a day. Um, so we can kind of get stuck. And the idea is we don't want to just do the bare minimum as Christians. We want to maximize our our connection time with God. We, we want to get as close with God as possible. So if there's a way to get closer, we should be all about that. You know, where possible, we should be seizing those opportunities to get deeper in fellowship with other people. We should be seizing those opportunities to have extra worship on top of our Sunday, on top of our Sabbath. We should be seeking opportunities to maximize our relationship with God. And that's going to lead into kind of my final question of, so let's say we've, we've heard all of these things and we've talked about retreats and why they're beneficial and everything. So uh, what's going to happen if I just say, you know what, I don't need it if, if I, cause it's not essential. So what would happen if I just never took a retreat in my life and I just said, ah, it's not for me, it's too expensive. I'm not taking the time for that. I feel like the reality is there's a lot of people like that, that have never gone on a retreat and probably a lot that never will. I would say that you need to give it a, a shot. You need to embrace the experience and try it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I think that that goes on more than just one aspect of God. Like try to do a, a weekend with God, whether it's, you know, price is stopping you. This is stopping you. That's stopping you. You're way too busy. If it's way too busy, y'all need to calm down on your, your calendars, put it out ahead of time and, and get it on there. But be intentional with your own time. Take captive of it and give it a shot. Worst case scenario is you take a weekend that you dedicate to worship and prayer, that you dedicate to spending time with others as you they are also growing close to God. Worst case is yeah, you don't have fun and you get a little annoyed. Best case scenario, you have an awesome <laughs> encounter with God. Like it. It's so worth it. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to say too, because you said something about, you know, making sure you actually plan it to all of my planners out there that have every moment of your life written down in a calendar somewhere. Um, if you have everything for work, everything for school, everything for family, all written down, but not your time with God. Consider that that same level of planning needs to apply to your relationship with God and then some snap. snap. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to drop that. I don't mean to convict anybody. I don't want to shame anybody, but how to be spoken. It's the truth. We got to give God that same level of planning and attention. Um, yes. But I yes. also wanted to suggest too that. So I, I asked that question kind of on purpose about like, what's going to happen if we don't do it? Um, because, I think that is the mindset that a lot of people have is like, okay, if it's not essential and like nothing bad's going to happen, but, and, and I want to be cautious as I say this because I don't want it to turn into FOMO, but it's not just about <laughs> what's going to happen if you don't do it. It's about what you might miss out on. And, and I, and I say that a hundred percent serious. I know FOMO. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there, but um, if you're missing out, it's not just about that, but it, it is the reality that like, Retreats are a blessing. Mm -hmm. Retreats are a huge blessing. Um, and if there's an opportunity to embrace a new blessing of God, 
the question is not what's going to happen if I don't receive this blessing. The, the question is why would you want to miss out on it? Why would you not want to receive every blessing from God that you can? So I, I would encourage if anybody's out there and they're like, well, I've never gone on a retreat and I don't really plan to, um, don't look at it as like, well, nothing's going to happen to me if I don't go. Look at it as what might I miss out on? What blessings might God have to offer me through this? Um, and also for anybody who's been listening this whole time and thinking, well, Ben's kind of a hypocrite here. He's told us at the beginning he's never been. Please understand that is circumstantial and not my desire. I absolutely would love to go on a retreat and I'm going to when I have the opportunity. I mean, Ben, do you, do you want to hear a secret? Lay it on me. If you do not count church camp, which church camp is kind of like a gray area, like sometimes they're retreaty, sometimes they're not like mission trips. I think mission trips have aspects of retreat to them, but they are not necessarily just a retreat because realistically, the broad definition of retreat takes place in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Mission trip, you can disconnect from everything else, connect with God. Uh, outside of like going to camp growing up and doing mission trips, I never went on a, a retreat like an actual dedicated retreat <gasps> until i was 23 oh i thought you were gonna say at all so. <laughs> like i started doing them when i was working them kind of thing and that's so, okay well there's grace for that too the twist oh, ending it. there yes now the whole time i've been like should i tell him Mm. Yeah, let, let me let me tell them. So, Get it out in the know, open. Well, let it out. Bad. Let your light shine. Uh, but the reality is, like, you don't need them. They are great, though. Highly recommend them. If you are on the fence about going, go. If you don't think, I know I've had students say, I'm not, I'm not that kind of religious person. If you're following Jesus, give it a shot. I promise you, you'll get something out of it. If you really want to go on one, don't know where to start, talk to your local church body. Be like, hey, I heard about these, these things called retreats. What's that all about? Do we have one? Do we have one planned? <laughs> uh, ask your pastors if they, they have something available, have recommendations in your local community, or ask them, you know, what, what does it take to put it together? Because it's doable. But ask. And if I will put my name out there, if y'all need any help putting one together, feel free to find me on Instagram. Give me, give me a DM, call me Facebook. Friend. Actually, if you try to friend me on Facebook, I won't answer if I don't know you, but wow. <laughs> I, I don't add random people. I got a long list of people that are just sitting there that I'm like, Oh, I have eight mutual friends. Maybe I'll meet this person one day and then I'll add them after. But like, I, I am more than willing to help people put them together. It's, it's a fun fun thing to do for what it's worth. Um, don't reach out to me on social media because I'm not on there anymore, but you can always email us at the everyday faith podcast at gmail.com. Um, it's just everyday faith podcast at gmail.com. There's no the in front of it, just to be clear. Yes. So if you really wanted to get in touch with us and talk with us about that more or any of these episodes more, absolutely feel free to reach out to me through that. But yeah, like Will said, Talk to your local church body, talk to your pastor, and don't be afraid if there's nothing going on. If your pastor's just like, oh yeah, we don't really have anything, don't be afraid to be the one to spark that conversation and say, hey, you know what? I know this isn't something that we normally do, 
but maybe this is a blessing of God that we're missing out on. And I think we should do it. It, Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes you can find churches within your community that are doing stuff. We oftentimes, I, I don't think there's been a retreat that I have hosted in the past almost full year that I have not taken students from other youth groups with us just because that one reason or another, they weren't able to get a retreat going. So we're like, Hey, we got room in the van. Jump on in. Yep. <laughs> so no, um, super spiritual wrap up today or anything like that. Uh, today was kind of just more a little bit of a encouraging you to consider this. If you haven't gone on retreat, our official recommendation, you can say Will and Ben sent me is look into it. Give it a shot because you don't know what kind of blessing you might be missing out on. Thanks again for listening this week. We'd like to give a special thank you to Travis D'Amato for both our theme music and sound editing. If you like either, you can find and contact him at Music 93 on Instagram. That's D-A-M-A-T-O music 93 remember to follow us on social media at everyday faith podcast and if you like what we're doing don't forget to share it we're always looking for feedback to help us grow and we look forward to hearing from you thanks for listening to the everyday faith podcast